Hi, welcome to SEO Conspiracies, where you learn how to not do some SEO and also how to do some proper SEO with Dixon Jones. And Laura Burley. <laughs> Hello, Dixon. And this is the extended edition. <laughs> Yeah, today is the extended edition uh, because usually we tell you what's wrong with uh, SEO myth, urban legends and, and all. And uh, today is a longer format where we're going to talk advanced SEO for 2020 and above because uh, what we're going to explain are not little tips and tricks or black hat SEO little shortcuts. I don't have any black hat SEO guys. Don't worry about that. No. I just make mistakes at work. <laughs> well, uh, for, for those who want uh, some borderline, not fully like really hardcore black hat, but something kind of in the middle, uh, we'll talk about it later. But I got a little surprise for you. So, so hang on if you want to go a little bit uh, uh, put a put a little pinky finger in the dark side. This, guys, is where Laurent just sends me off in a little world that I never knew I was going to go down, and I just <laughs> find myself in a cul-de-sac at the end of an hour's, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> where I find myself in in deep shit. So let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I mean, the the thing is, we, we're gonna we have a podcast about that about the should you follow the Google guidelines, right? Mm. And there's, there are Google guidelines and there's the law, right? Something that's illegal to do. And it's very easy to confuse both. Yeah. It's very easy to do some, some stuff that are illegal, especially when you started link building, right? If you, yeah. if you take advantage of a yeah, vulnerability. A start injecting code into yeah. other people's websites yeah. without them knowing. That's, the, uh, that's well across the line. <laughs> Yeah, and you don't destroy anything. You're like, uh, I just put my page with all bunch of links like on the server. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's totally illegal, and that's years of prisons and hundreds and thousands of uh, uh, euro or pounds in in fine. So uh, I'm not going to go there. But the Google guidelines, if if you know the risks, right, and yeah, if you are prepared to. Um, swallow a penalty but it's not a google penalty is how do you get out of it mm. and uh, but sometimes you need to be to be a little more aggressive so i'm not going to talk about about buying links that's the easy part everybody does it but, no, I got but a little on, surprise on the white hat side of things i think yeah, i think advanced seos a lot of advanced seos don't read the bloody guidelines and actually uh, I, I remember a few years ago going through the guidelines for, for a presentation and, and a lot of times there is a lot more information in, the, in those guidelines than uh, SEOs. Pay. A lot of SEOs just cut corners. They, they you, know, uh, you know, enjoy cutting corners and try, want to try and get there quick. Um, but the, the guidelines have got more and more detailed, especially in the developers areas of, the, of, of Google. Um, and uh, what, what's more, you know, I've even been out on on um, webinars where you know Googlers have been writing the guidelines in real time and allowing SEOs to come in and add their input and stuff, and I find that's quite uh, interesting. Quite interesting. I mean, they 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 clearly have their own agenda, uh, and uh, clearly they have the uh, the the um, the you know the mothership of Google at heart, and they don't want to. Uh, to sit there and say, here's 10 things that will fuck up our algorithm. But at the same time, 
they are prepared to try and uh, take you beneath the bonnet and show you, you know, code and uh, and you know schema and you know ideas that uh, that that will go a little bit beyond what a basic SEO seems to be told because a basic SEO can't be asked to read the guidelines in the first place. So, you know, I don't think they should be ignored. It's um, and there's also a whole. Um... SEO Academy or guide by Google and I would definitely would advise to start from the basics before watching this video because we we're not yeah. going to talk about all the the basics how to find keywords I mean we a little bit but more topics or <laughs> than, than yeah, keywords yeah. By, by themselves yeah and, and um, it's it's like everything else you know and even the the black hat part uh, what I tell people is at least understand evil to know where is the 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 yellow line right if you go like 280 miles on the on the highway well of course it's dangerous uh, but if you are like a race car champion or whatever it is and, and the, the bottom is like mm -hmm. don't get caught you know do yeah. whatever <laughs> if you want to go over the, the speed limit it's it's your even if we agree or not, it's not a, a place to judge. But uh, at least if you are smart, well, maybe you should uh, you should mm. know where are the where the cops standing. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much the the, the way I view it. Um, at least today is how, where do I define that yellow line and where do I allow myself to to cross it, knowing the risk. Maybe I was lucky because the first networks uh, networks of sites I did was hit with uh, Florida in November right, 2003. Okay. So right away, I, I had to integrate the, the Google penalty, or even Google blacklist. I had like a lot of domain blacklisted. Like you, you type the domain, yeah, and it's yeah. not even there. <laughs> so so it, maybe it allowed me to start right away with this uh, question mark or, okay, am I going to get that? And also to have websites living with 100% of traffic from Google, I've also done that and paid the paid the price. So, so today so my my thinking it, it, is is beyond those basic uh, SEO techniques I used and overused fifteen to ten years ago. So on that basis, then let's let's start with the topic of PBNs and uh, and um, uh, and backlink networks. You know. Are you are you are you are you using them now? Do you use them a lot now? That's, that's for the end of the webinar. Let's let's start right. with on site. <laughs> let's start with on site. I thought we we're going to start advanced. No, no, we 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 we're going to start advanced but right, with on site you because on -site. You're, otherwise you're killing my my surprise. Uh, and that's fine. Okay. Well, I, so so if we're going to start with on site, I think the the most important thing that advanced SEOs need to be uh, understanding now actually. We can get onto topics and various other bits and pieces um, uh, soon enough, but I think that um, schema is just incredibly important right now, and not even topic schema and stuff. But but uh, you can get traffic out of Google with a really good bit of how-to schema because a bit of how-to schema will um, say right, okay, how do you boil a kettle it'll you know come up with you know you have 10 steps in how to boil a kettle that is then you know the the, the schema then translates that information back to to google's uh, google's brain and uh, and and then it p puts this feature snippet up and 
only the first six steps are are on are on Google, and they've got to come to your website for the for the uh, for the for the last steps. And I think those kinds of schemas, um, snippets um, that force the user to come back to your website, um, are probably uh, the the area where SEOs are. They're still looking at the the natural organic results, but we need to start working on um, how to get traffic out of the Borg. Because what the Borg is trying to do is trying to get all the information into its central repository until it's knowledge base so that it doesn't need to send anybody back. So the SEO part in 2020 may be feeding the Borg, but in 2021 is going to be shit, the Borg's now got all the information, doesn't actually need to put any websites on the page. It just answers questions and stuff. And only sends you back to uh, to a website when it's got too niche, too narrow, too specific, something that Google can't deliver. So um, the challenge, I think, for SEOs, the O of challenge is how to get traffic or people uh, or customers from a database of information back to your website because that's the uh, that's the new optimization, and uh, and, and not all schema will do it. But you know, without yeah. understanding schema, you're never going to get there. I don't think. There are there are several points here very important. Um, number one is, do uh, you remember my demonstration about the difference between sales and marketing branding with the the marketer and the salesman who go out in the club? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Because you, you got to decide which content is dedicated to branding or marketing and which content is dedicated to sales. So the mm -hmm. how-to is marketing, that's branding. Yeah. And in my opinion, 80% of your content is going to be about marketing, branding. Yeah. And maybe, well, there's the Pareto principle, you know, the 2080. Yeah. Uh, so 20% of your catalog is going to make 80% uh, of your income. But maybe 20%, even in my opinion, 5% of your content, of, of your pages are really that important for that business, for your business. Mm -hmm. Like the top, mm -hmm. top level keywords, the top level pages. Mm -hmm. I think it's not more than, than 5%. Maybe it's more, but the investment on those pages is unlimited. Uh, always, mm -hmm. they need to be perfect, nothing less than perfect. But then but you that, can... that, that leads another, uh, to, that leads to the fact that there's no reason for uh, a user to actually come to your website during that process. If you've got some marketing material that is uh, absolutely going to sell your brand, um, then Google can take that information, put it in the knowledge graph, and display it to the user the job has been done the job has been done if if the brand has come across the job has been done even though there's no click onto your website there you go so uh that that whole funnel doesn't require somebody onto your website until the yellow bit at the bottom everybody is fighting here everybody is here if if we're talking real estate right real estate this is this is cheap and we are not back in in 2004 when we could think about one keyword one page and then a ctr on that on that page right i make uh, i convert uh, five percent of the that was simple that was easy but mm. now let's imagine a customer journey right i type uh, I'm, I'm in the the information phase so i i, I type a, a keyword to understand something i found your blog post mm -hmm. i read the information great 
you don't convert me. I don't buy. I don't subscribe to newsletter. Nothing. I, I click on the on the cross and out. Thank you. Bye bye. It's bad because you didn't engage, uh, but maybe you weren't good enough to engage at a certain level. You just wanted people to buy or enter the email in the, in the email list. If you were a little smarter, if you, for example, ask them to put it down an email to download more information or even a summary of the page, try to engage on that level, not that level, not even mm -hmm. that level. And then that visitor um well now you can't you can't really retarget them on facebook or instagram <clears throat> but let's say okay let, let's let's pretend oh sure, sure you can sure you can so i do i, do I, I thought they stopped it like okay but, but, uh, well okay you can't but uh, sorry yeah you can't you can't upload and, and stuff in the same way but you you once you've got their email address you of course you can yeah. do everything but uh, i think the interesting thing is you don't have that blog post that they read or that video or that whatever, they don't have to now have come to your website at all in that mm. process. The, the, the material you're producing doesn't have to be on your blog or on your, totally. on your website. So I've got a, uh, a PowerPoint presentation that's up on SlideShare and it's up on uh, 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 two or three other, other blogs um, and um, not mine. Uh, and then, uh, but the presentation then in the middle of the presentation, uh, it's videoed as well as uh, as, as PowerPointed. Uh, says if you would like the spreadsheet that goes with this data, email, and then it's got my email address on there with the word in the in the title. Um, and every week, I mean, at the time when I was putting it out publicly, I was getting loads and loads of these things. But still, every week I get somebody coming in saying. Saw the presentation, loved the presentation. I don't know where they saw it. It might have been SlideShare, might have been uh, Majestic's blog, might have been uh, out on uh, search engine something or other, whatever it may be. But they've seen it and they've um, uh, and they've sent me the email. They haven't been to my website at all for me Sorry. to get that thing. I still call this absolutely call this search engine optimization. I call that the information layer and the consideration layer. And I think that this is where we have gone wrong with SEOs or uh, people that are, uh, have got the tendency to go wrong with SEOs that they're sitting there seeing that it's all about the on-page stuff, but actually that those digital assets are starting to have an effect in Google before anybody comes to the website. So the people, when they do come to the website, are much more likely to convert because Google has already done the pre-sell. I say Google has done the pre-sell. The pre-sell has been done by the various other mediums that are out there i think a business is about search right I, i'm not going to tell clients how to manage a, a community on facebook i don't care but if people mm -hmm. search on facebook or if the mm -hmm. guy that uh that i, I saw on on SlideShare and then on on youtube and then uh, in my mailing list and so on uh, uh is uh is i mean i, I want to follow that guy all throughout this information funnel and, and you're yeah. right to say that it's all around it's not like back in the days when it was just one keyword one page one ctr now it's exploded and and you gotta be there all around do you know that um that website conversationprism.com no sounds like cora but no <laughs> no conversation conversation prism it's okay. a it's like a wheel of all the web 2.0 
uh, and then you got the at the center you got the brand and then the marketing processes and then it shows how you got this entire ecosystem around us around the brand uh, with, with all the the social media all the sharing websites all the stuff uh, web 2.0 is when the the user is interacting with the content right mm -hmm. and i think that's the game today to be able to to be all over the all over the the web or the internet actually because the web is part of the internet and and mailing is uh, part of the internet but not the web but that's a technical nerdy thing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the the, the we are in the game of search, right? That's yeah, our business. But 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 it still is. Um, you say all over the internet, but it's all over the search results. That's what you want to be. Yeah. All over the search results. You know, in YouTube, in Facebook, brand, in SlideShare, everywhere. Absolutely. But when somebody types in, you know, who, um, what Google patents affect algorithms? If 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 Bill Slowski doesn't come up in about two hundred of those results in different things all over the web. Then he hasn't done his job. Well, I'll tell you, it will, you know, because he is. Um, and and uh, but it's not going to be just his website. That's my point. Is that the optimization is now about getting your message on those search results? But those search results now are not those ten blue lines. They are other different brands and different websites, and you need to have your message in those ones. And I'm saying that's the fundamental difference on page. Yeah, maybe. But uh, it's really about making sure that whatever results Google returns for that user on that day, you're there. But it doesn't have to be your website that's there anymore. In fact, it's unlikely to be just your website. Mm. It will be a, a, a YouTube video. It will be a slide share. It will be a, um, you know, a, a, a news article or it will be, you know, yes, your website as well. You know, but if you want to dominate, you need to dominate everywhere. And, and optimization is not just about your website. How do I explain my clients and students how to do that? Basically, to do that whole content marketing thing with a SEO layer. Well, I, I don't, surely you do that by, uh, by by saying right, okay, we're going to create this content that is all going to feed the big, uh, you know, the big beast. You know, you've got that bit, of, you've got that yellow bit at the bottom, which is actually, mm. you know, what they're going to reward us for in the in the end. But uh, we need to understand that the, the, the way in which that user um, gets to that little yellow bit at the end has fundamentally changed. And it's, as, as you say, it's, it's, it's no longer than coming, coming necessarily through and uh, reading the blog post and coming back and, and getting stuff from, from the website 10 times. It's about coming through several different other places, but all of them count towards SEO. And then when they do come, they're just going to buy, you know, out of the blue. Apparently, I, I can't. Uh, I can't show you the details, but I got a video that's explaining uh, what I'm going to, what I'm about to tell you with a screen share, so it's going to be easy. So you can check the description or the link uh, to to check it out. But basically, how does it work? Uh, first, we do a mapping of the content with a mind map tool. So, mm -hmm. so the content looks like a little bit like, like this, right? Uh, uh, each, each node is actually a topic and that's the topical mesh, meaning yep. the mind map has to become reality on the web website. That's one thing. Then second, I, I um, asked to put down a editorial calendar one year ahead. Let's, 
let's pretend you want to do one operation per week. So that's 52 pieces of content. Okay, you do Excel sheet with like month and, and, uh, and weeks. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, weeks and then 12 months, four weeks, 12 months. Mm -hmm. Then each slot have different types of content. First, I have the dates, like, like April Fool's, like Christmas. Do you want to communicate on Women's Day? Or, so those are mm -hmm. dates of the calendar. Then you got the calendar about the, the topic. Uh, uh, if you are in the photo business, well, there must be some photo events and, and so on. Then you got the, the useful content, the content that, that comes from, from the SEO strategy. And then you got the buzz, the content that's more for Reddit or uh, Facebook and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yep. you plug in all those content and when you're ahead, so you see everything is working together. Everything is slowly. And it's not like I wake up uh, in the morning, I scratch my beard. Oh, what am I going to talk today on my blog? That's the first phase, planning. Second phase is each week you create 30 to 300 pieces of content. If you are very ambitious, there is no limit. You can't flood the internet with useful content. And you got only four type of format of content, audio, video, text. That's also the problem with SEO. They only, only do text. I do SEO with images, with yeah. text, with video, and with uh, audio podcast, like, mm -hmm. like here. Uh, and uh, just it, within this one topic, four format of content, and it's not copy and paste. You, you, for example, pictures. Okay, if you, if it's just two guys talking, why don't you do quotes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, do quotes of uh, the the very smart things we say. If if you if it's a photo shoot, then do pictures of the photo shoot. So you have several uh, different pieces of content, and then number three uh, is distribution. So you gotta yeah. When do you put in the pipelines? Then you gotta promote. There is a liberal promotion on to do. Yep. It's not just about posting. And then analytics and, and every week you repeat the cycle. Um, so you flood the internet with your voice on one topic throughout the week. Yep. So it's also good for your SEO because you do everything. You send a very powerful mes message of I'm the authority. I know what I'm talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you think of my, uh, my no, way I of... I, uh, I, I, think you th I think absolutely. I mean, I call those digital assets um i don't know why i do that because you know maybe i've talked to agencies a little bit you know but uh you know i i call these you know digital assets and i think they're really really important uh and i think that the there's another element to it which is timing uh i when when i'm releasing um digital content particularly i suppose because i'm from a software as a service background you know with uh, uh and and so the big the big stories the ones i really want to to work and the ones that really engage are when um the product comes up has an update so you know when, when the product has new features coming out those are the stories that are way bigger than um than the the other material i may have around there because they're the ones that are going to drive new customers or reinvigorate existing ones so what i do with those is um I get the timing very, very right. So yes, I'll get the blog posts ready, and I'll get the video content ready, and I'll get the, you know, a training, a new training module, whatever it's going to be, you know, uh, in line. But instead of um, announcing the stuff on my own blog, what I do is I email 
you know, Barry Schwartz and, uh, you know, Roger from uh, from Search Engine Journal and uh, someone from Search Engine Land and, you know, you know, a dozen a dozen or so people that are more Leons on the, you know, uh, that, are, that are more relevant in my industry as independent reporters within within our industry. And I emailed them and say next week, don't tell anybody yet if you don't mind. But next week we're coming out with a thing that turns every website blue, whatever it may be, you know, and uh, and um, here's a few screenshots if you want to write about it. If you would like a demo, here's some time so I could do a one to one with you if you want to see it. I received um, those emails from you. <laughs> yes, yes, you're on my list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And occasionally you do it, you know, yeah. so, you know, uh, and then and then uh, and you and I've and I've also quite often sent through a PDF of the actual blog post that's going to go live and the URL it's going to go live on so that. Um, the idea here is that the influencers who are independent of me, uh, although we've kind of broken down the independent thing here now, <laughs> um, can can be the ones to break the news. There's no point in uh, if you're if you're Nike and you want to break the news about you know your new fancy shoes, it's much much better if the BBC or you know uh, or you know Sports Today or whatever breaks the news for you than if you break it yourself on your own website so much better to give the reporters what they want which is good news uh, or new news or something that other people don't know and the influencers um, it's important to do it that way because the influencers don't want to report some secondhand news the worst thing in the world is um, for you to find out um, about the new feature through the um, the newsletter that that everybody else is signed up to because there's no it's not that that's bad but it's there's there's less point in you telling your audience about it because half your audience already know and uh, half of those may think oh Laurent's behind the curve I already knew that you want to be ahead of the curve or the you know Barry Schwartz's or, and and, and the, the the reporters want to be first with the news where they can so. It's important, I think, for a brand to get the timing right and to take a back seat for 24 hours or so to allow that first wave because um, the influencers will have much more impact, independent influencers will have much more impact on your brand and your message than yourself. So, yeah, have that blog post ready. Have all those assets out there. If none of the reporters jump on the first wave, fine. You haven't lost anything except 24 hours. Uh, but at least you've... Uh, You've given that opportunity, uh, and 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 if it does work, then everything you do after that has a layer of authenticity mm. because the independent guys have already given it not a seal of approval, but you know, a notification and a nod. And I think it's really powerful for SEO, and it's important for branding. But it does affect the SEO because it affects the linking, um, especially if those people are writing blog posts and doing demos. Mm. So um, you know, if 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 Lee Odden does a big, you know a big review of the new features and things. Well, that's perfect. That's great because that's uh, a wide audience and most likely a link. It's exactly the way to do it. I mean, for people watching, uh, I come from the marketing, branding, community PR world back in the early 90s in New York City. Uh, SEO was much later in like 2003, 2004. And the... There's a book you can read. Um, this is 
advanced SEO. So we're not going to go into advanced content marketing. But if you read a book by Joseph Campbell called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, it's about the how you change someone normal, you make it into a hero. Uh, so I'm not going to go into details. That's a book that's used by Hollywood for scripts like Apocalypse Now, Lord of, Lord of the Rings, the, the TV show Lost, and so on. So it's a very powerful storytelling. Um, uh, the first film was Star Wars, uh, the first one, episode four, which is exactly the book, right? Okay. The way Luke Skywalker goes through this whole, that's, that's the book. Uh, basically, Joseph Campbell studied all the myth and legends, and and find a like a twelve-step program to to transform, it. and that's what you did. Uh, mm -hmm. It's human nature. Even if you are as famous as Barry Swatch, you, you feel special if Dixon Jones is sending you uh, something like exclusive. I did more than that. I went. Uh, I flew all the way. I was coming back from a conference in uh, Texas, and uh, I. Uh, he, he said, uh, oh, let's do a, a, a video one day. I said, absolutely. Uh, you know, one-to-one -one with very, very short. That works for me. I flew. I landed at, at uh, JFK. Uh, I then took a two-hour Uber to his offices in the other side of uh, New York State, did an interview with him face-to-face, -face, took a two-hour Uber back to get on a plane back to England. Um you know, I was I was going through. It was well worth four hours in Uber to do that for me. Anyway, I I, I thought that was a a good thing to do. Um, and yeah, and he thought, bloody hell, that's really you know. Yeah, but I, I, I Dixon, myself out. this is very important. People need to understand because I can hear them say, yeah, I send five hundred emails to influencers and none of them replied. Listen to what he just did. Dixon Jones, it's decades of planes, trains, and automobiles it is. to network. Decades. It's still face-to-face. -face. You can't get that link unless that person already has a connection with you. Yeah, I, it's, it's, you've got to get off your ass and meet them. I know it's hard to do in, in current times, but, uh, it, but it's... It, yeah. If you... If you uh, nobody is going to... Um, deny anything to somebody who is just nice and friendly you you people usually say oh you got to bring huge value uh, well w that's the only question mark you got to be creative you got to be good right wh what do you bring up but the value is there now how do you reach out well first maybe you got to do the even if you can't physically go well start engaging on social media uh, if you if, i mean if you just don't go blind oh hey barry look at my uh, my stuff and first yeah. you you get interested in his stuff right you comment his blog you you reply to his twitter and so on I, I, take the I time read, i read his uh, his um his daily report every single day his email drops on my desk every day and it's the only it's the only junk mail that i i religiously read i just go down he's made it so simple here's the five things on search engine land here's two things on webmaster world here's four or five other things you know and there's always a google update of course you know i i, I kind of ignore that now but uh but yeah, I take that in as that's my first source of information for um, what's going on in the world. But I know that Barry kind of does that. He, he just takes it all in and puts it on a piece of paper, really, because he's trying to get the information out to people. Um, so, so you need to check it. You know, he's not he's not giving it with a you know his total seal of approval. 
but um, he is giving that information to us fast. Uh, and he's the only one in the industry that's doing it at that kind of rate. I suppose Spark Toro is uh, another tool that will, you know, help the uh, the good stuff surface to the top. But I think that gets manipulated as well. It, the one number one mistake is like, oh, it's about me, 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 me. No, it's about you, 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 you. <laughs> and yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe it's gonna be about me, but first it's about you. Yeah. And don't confuse the, because with marketing automation, it's very easy to send 500 emails saying, oh, uh, I looked at your website and it's very interesting, uh, but uh, now talk about me, me, me. Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's another thing in, in that uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time, start, so yes, I spend a lot of time going out and buying people beer really is what I do, you know, um, and, uh, and, and getting on with them, trying to be at conferences, trying to try, trying to have, you know, one of the blessed black books in the industry. Um, but uh, when I put things out, it's usually trying to transfer what little brand value I have to the brand I'm working with. So whether it's receptional or majestic or in links or uh, uh or um you know don't panic because i do some stuff with the search awards and stuff as well um you know it's it's trying to help build up those brands admittedly initially on a social level not on an seo level but it's that relationship that's built up with that brand that allows for the links the proper links to come later on in the game you know Maybe people are like, hey, I was, I wanted to hear some SEO tactic. Well, yeah. backlink. Yeah, that's about the real life. It's not hard enough. It's not not complicated. It's not. It's not. Uh, yeah. yeah not no, but that's enough. that's yeah. the okay. uh, in real life backlink, which yeah. is the best backlink of them all. Uh, but that real powerful backlink needs to be cultivated. Needs to be take time. Uh, like like any. So you can. But furthermore, what I want to say is you got to do everything around SEO in order for SEO to to work. But it depends what is your target. If it's a local restaurant, uh, no, you can do basic SEO. But if you want to rank, I don't believe in the long tail, right? Long tail, I've never seen a long tail e-commerce website. I've seen long tail on, on, on uh, press websites, for example. But uh, me, uh, my clients come to me to target like the big, big keywords and rank number one. Go up to number one and stay number one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there you need to do everything around SEO and you got two options. One, you got a huge budget to bazooka marketing, right? You, you buy ads, you buy everything and then you got this, this signal of like, wow, it's huge, there's something happening, but it's a signal that you bought out. Mm. Or, well, you do this technique that I, the strategy that we're talking about and you build up content and doing this multimedia thing. It's not only useful for everything around SEO, for the social media and all and so on. Look at the Google result page. It's multimedia. There's even mm -hmm. audio. If you, if exactly. you type podcast, SEO podcast, you're going to find audio uh, results. You've got apps. you got you got social. you got everything. So look at the such i call it the smell of the syrup you gotta be uh, an advanced seo is able to, it's like real estate maybe i'm gonna rank quicker on the video or the image and maybe i want them all right yeah yeah 
So yeah, so so you kind of uh, if you think of Google as not one index but many indexes, then you know it, it started becoming obvious when universal search became a thing. But we need to dominate on all of those different mediums. So Google Pictures, Google Video, um, sort of the video index, the, the image index, the news index, depending on your industry. Uh, and, the answers, uh, like you said before. Yeah. Answers, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and that is where we start to come towards knowledge graph and where we start to uh, come towards the concept of topics um, and that's that's the advanced bit of SEO that I think uh, OnPage has uh, mm. has moved towards now. Um, uh, maybe we should talk talk about topics then, because I think this yeah, is let, this let's, is a fundamental. Let's go into show. topic, but but I want to to repeat that's very important. If you don't understand that at least eighty percent of your content is not there to convert, we can't do anything for you, because what we are about to explain is about the whole thing and not absolutely just right. the, the bottom absolutely right yeah absolutely right so yeah the big breakthrough uh, at least for you guys in english because uh, us french we've been doing it for a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well, you maybe you were ahead of us you know i mean for one. once we were ahead of the curse we we were ahead back in uh, the early days with my team like the dark seo team where we were search engine hackers and we did some big demonstration and but since then we're invisible on the SEO planet, <laughs> but but it's changing now. You know, uh, I, I think uh, I think the the French technologies and French ideas are really starting to push through. Um, it's like uh, French rugby. <laughs> we're uh, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Americans don't understand rugby. You know, it's, it's, it's like you know NFL without helmets. Yeah, it's um, like uh, this football. <laughs> like you know, I I learn what um, football American football. You know why it's not football? It's so stupid. It's because the the ball is a foot long. Who is oh, really? gonna Who is gonna name a game after the the size of the ball? Like, okay, <laughs> let's get back to the topic in hand. Topics. So it's uh, not soccer; it's football. Okay, <laughs> uh, but I, I think that the 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 big change for for SEOs is that um, when you're writing content, when you're creating content, uh, Google has moved from this idea of trying to index. I mean, it's still, of course, indexes every single page, but it's moving much, much more towards uh, this concept of a, a big encyclopedia. You think about Wikipedia on steroids, but in machine-readable form. So it's actually sort of Wikidata on steroids, really. Um, so if you go to wikidata.org, uh, everyone should start figuring out what the hell that is and uh, and understand wikidata.org and try try and influence it. It's not as easy as you might think. Um, uh, and, and if you can get a Wikipedia article, then you're in a really, really good place. But... Um, but the main point about the move towards topics is that as you write content, it's not so much about the keywords that you write now. It's about whether Google understands that this section of what you've written, and I'm saying potentially a couple of sentences, um, maybe a paragraph, whether that is identified as a named entity that Google can understand, that Google can see, is something in its database, in its knowledge graph that says, right, here they're talking about this topic. Here they're talking about this topic. 
and here they're talking about this topic and these three topics are now related because they're in the same page and in the same content. So you have made these three topics semantically close. Now, is it three can, topics can, that you need? Can you take to, an example with a double a word with a, like Jaguar or Lincoln? Or yeah. So, well, we can talk about uh, football. Let's go. You know, yeah. so, so here's a thing. You know, a foot um, is is a unit of length and it's a and, a, and it's a piece of your anatomy. So when you start talking about a foot um, on a sports website, then that's going to be an interesting conundrum for a, for a search engine because uh, Google will associate a foot probably primarily with an anatomy, not with um, not with a unit of length and not necessarily with foot football with 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 a with a sport so even though you play football with a with a feet that association is 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 maybe not obvious uh and unless you make it explicit um then google could make an error um so uh you can do that with schema so you can say right this schema um this th when we're talking about this foot we're talking about um foot as in uh, a unit of length or foot as in uh, a uh, piece uh, an anatomy and then you can also add context and you can say it's uh, it's a foot um, uh, as as a, a as an anatomy in the context of sport so you're using it for for a sport so uh, schema allows these topics to get connected up um, and uh, importantly, Google has its own concept of what topics are close. So if you want to try and get to number one for football, then um, be careful about how you talk about feet and how you talk about balls, for that matter, uh, or another anatomy. Um, uh, but uh, try and be explicit about it. But start making sure that you don't talk about other variations of concepts except the ones that are important to the concept of football. So... If you're going to talk about football, yes, you might talk about goals. You might talk about um, referees. You might talk about stadia. Um, you might talk about, yeah, um, you know, corner posts, whatever it may be, uh, player names, you know. But you shouldn't be talking about um, uh, probably units of length, and you shouldn't be talking about um, uh, feet outside the concept of kicking a ball. Um, and uh, and if you do, you're going to start uh, confusing the search yeah. engines you've got to talk about the concepts that are semantically close to the ones that google think are semantically close to football i mean i can't add anything smarter than what you said it's pretty much all it's very easy to confuse a search engine because of what you said and if you usually like you can do like some play on words and so no don't don't yeah, be fancy it's very dangerous to do and that and that's why oftentimes I'm a very bad SEO because I use I use very flowery long words. I like using it and I hate that we've come to this, that we have to talk in simple, easy to understand, mouthful sentences. I hate it. I don't like this, but this is the advanced search engine optimization of today. You need to sit there and say, right, in 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 football. If I look at all the other results that are ranking for football and break them down into all the topics that that they that 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 were that that being talked about, I can then create my own knowledge graph mm. of things that need to be discussed to dominate on the concept of football. And I may have already discussed others of them on different parts of those web pages. 
fine. I need to make sure that those link in the right context to the page about football uh, to be able to start to dominate um, on that that major phrase. Um, yeah. Right, right now we're on the page level. Then we're going to go around the page and then we're going to go around the website. But still on the page level, um, I'm sure people are saying, oh, okay, yeah, but how do I find those words? So links to your video and mine about our tools who are dedicated yep. to help you optimize your content. Uh, we're not going to go into demonstration of, of what we offer, but those are the best in the business to, to help you find those, the good words that you need to put on the page and, uh, and more. But uh, let me explain again my uh, mystery word game, because uh, since we've been yep. batch recording, <laughs> I don't know in which uh, podcast I was, uh, I was explaining that game, because... The tool needs to be a facilitator. It needs to make your job easier. But if you don't understand what you're looking for, just pressing a button, I don't believe it's advanced SEO. Okay, we're not there to, to educate people to just press a button and wait for a result. So very simple, do the test. Take, a, take a, the Wikipedia page about foot, right? The, the anatomy and remove the word foot, which is the topic. If you can still understand that it's talking about foot and without having this single, you, you remove maybe five, four or five instances of one word. Uh, and it's crazy with content that's just not well optimized. You don't understand anything that's going on. You have no clue. Uh, well, Wikipedia is good at that. And it, in two or three sentences at the beginning, it, tell, it plays very well the, the game of the mystery word. Um, Before all the tools existed, that's how I, I trained my, uh, my people to, uh, to understand what I meant about the context, everything around. Because the name entity, uh, foot, the anatomy part, it's easy for Google to say, okay, that the foot the, the linked to anatomy as a, as a number, right? As a specific ID number. But if you don't have anything around, between the foot, the unit of measure, and, uh, and uh, the body part, it's impossible to, to decide. Yeah. There's, a, there's a, a really good book. I think it's called Entity Search um, uh, by... Hang on, let me just uh, have a quick look here. You might have to... Book. Hang on. Entity In other books. words, instead of, of looking Christian at Christian Balog. Christian Balog. Sorry about that. You might have to just uh, change, cut a bit out there. So, <laughs> yeah. If it looked like there was a cut there, I just kind of was looking something up. There's a book by uh, by Balog, Christian Christian Balog, called Entity Orientated Search, and in it he's got an incredibly good chapter on the anatomy of a Wikipedia page, and it breaks down just how structured a Wikipedia page is, uh, an article is on Wikipedia. And it's very, very specific. It starts by disambiguation. So firstly, it, you've come here with foot. Did you mean this foot or did you mean unit of length or did you mean anatomy or did you mean whatever? Uh, and, uh, and, and so dis disambiguates things straight away. It then starts with a little summary, as you say, one or two sentences that work it all out. Then it has an, an image block that is going to be appearing in Um, in you know in, in a knowledge base article if it ends up in 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 Google and then it goes through a very very defined set of things and all the external links are usually at the bottom um, but it's it's so structured 
that it is so easy for Google to take that and say, right, we're going to call this our trusted data and, and off we go. Um, and, and this is one of the reasons why, why Wikipedia does so well on the search engines. It's so easy for Google to put that into machine language. Mm. Unfortunately, the other reason is that it's... Um, it is Google's trusted seed set. So it's basing all of its machine learning or a lot of its machine learning off of the data that's behind Wikipedia. Um, and that leads to some definite black hat, in my opinion, uh, in that um, the knowledge graph uh, and knowledge base is um, if somebody can manipulate Wikipedia, how difficult is that, um, then... The machine learning that comes off of that, as Google then tries and connects other ideas to these to these um, entities as defined by by Wikipedia, which then get translated into uh, into variables within within the knowledge graph. Um, then, if a mistake was made at the start, then that can propagate out and that can create the next level of black hat SEO. Well, even even beyond that, I think from a physical philosophical point this unique train of thought right the, the la pensée unique the, the uh, i don't know how you say it in english but basically it's one way of thinking and it excludes a lot of the variable and, and google is very keen on once you search into something it's gonna put you deeper and deeper into that hole and I've tested with veganism. I've tested with the Gilets Jaunes, the, the, the French riots. And once you get interested in what you just like, whoa, 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 deeper and deeper, uh, that bubble, right? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's a real problem, I think. Um, it's the problem with a, with a knowledge graph approach. So Google has moved to this knowledge graph approach where everything's sort of sitting in this big database. But the problem with that is what it's actually done down done is dumbed down the internet. It's dumbed down human knowledge and turned it into a, a machine knowledge, which is a, a subset of human knowledge. And um, sometimes it's a bit of a weird subset, but anyway. Uh, and I think that therein lies the, the critical problem with Google strategy right now. Mm. Uh, because it doesn't allow for diversity and it also doesn't, uh, so it's tending towards less diversity, not more. So they have to then create things like Google Discover and, and other ideas to try and get you out of your, your mindset. Actually, Google Discover is putting you more in your mindset, more in your bubble. Um, so, so there's this, this um, dumbing down of the world's information. Um, and, uh, I, and I think that that doesn't allow for innovation within within the machines. Um, and it, it stops us from seeing things from a different perspective. Uh, and uh, and ultimately, when, when, when something's wrong, uh, it's hard to correct. If there's this massive information that's reinforcing an incorrect assumption, um, then, you know, the machine will only start bringing in augmented mm -hmm. stuff that supports the original fact. There's something that's taken as fact. And I think that's a dangerous, dangerous place. Well, we're digressing, but it's, it's very interesting. And I don't know where you got in your education, in your life experience, the, the skill to learn how to think instead of what to think. But that's, in my education, that was a, a key part. And since kindergarten, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. went into a school system called Montessori, when they teach you 
how to think, not what yeah. to think. Yeah. The traditional uh, system is more about what to think. And it's not people's fault. It's just they've been trained like that, educated like that. Uh, and it's very difficult to, I mean, you need to work on learning how to step back and, and look at the information and the, the how, the why, and, and so on. But uh, because also you have those cognitive uh, bias, you know, the, you, yeah. if you want to... I, I, yeah. Yeah, look for something if you want to look really, for aliens you're going to find them <laughs> yeah you you are absolutely so for me i think obviously university is where you start to go from you know being told facts to being told approaches to find your own facts and uh but also uh i used to my first seo was was uh site was was murder mystery games i used to write and run murder mystery games for an evening amazing for, for, for a living and um and the the structure of creating a murder mystery game and the structure of creating a uh, a game of getting to the top of the search engine is not so dissimilar. I used to think that, you know, I used to try and pretend that um, SEO was like chess, but it's not like chess because chess has all the rules in front of you. You know the rules and you know the variations. You just can't see the wood for the trees. Um, it's not like that. It's more like a game of poker because there's a lot of bluff going on. Uh, and it's also only relevant within the within the set of cards that you're you're dealt so in other words you know doing seo in in the aerospace industry may be very very different to doing seo within uh, i don't know uh, with the health industry or or you know a, a, a corner shop or whatever it may be so it's a little bit more like poker because the hands uh, the cards yeah. are different every sing, single time and murder mystery games are a bit like that writing one of those every get every character had part of the puzzle so uh, to try and work out the murder, you could do it in many ways. You could get to the top in many ways, but um, you couldn't do it on your own. You had to get information from all sorts of other bits and places. Uh, and it turned out that, that 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 way of thinking wasn't a bad way to uh, to approach but search engine. From a writer's perspective, do you do you go from the end, right, the the solved mystery, and then you reverse it back? to to a initial setting or how, how I do, do you... well yeah i guess i do because there is a factual yeah so i start with the the death and i know who's done the death uh and then i make sure that everybody has a route to find that information out by talking to other people but uh and then i i, I always tied it around to means motive and opportunity mm. so maybe in seo it's speed on site and on off site you know uh, you know whatever it may be it's you exactly know. like seo exactly yeah yeah, and and they've, you've got to get them all right before you're going to have any chance of getting there. And you still might have ten other people all getting there as well. So the question then is, well, do you get there quicker, or do you explain it better mm -hmm. than the next person, or or whatever? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm talking a little bit bollocks. Here, no, no, but, it's uh, exactly. Let's, let's, is, you got you got a you got the the target right. You got that keyword. Then what I say, you got to smell the the syrup right. And and if you figure out the intent, I have a specific example with a client who is into um, driving permit. Oh, no, it's it's actually, well, you've got two businesses, but one is about uh, driving permit. And I don't know in England, but in France, you got points, right? So how yeah. to recover your points. But I was like, okay, you want to rank first on learn how to drive. But uh, if I think about the intent and I look at the video, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh why haven't you done a video? Because I think the video format for that keyword and from the the intent perspective, 
is going to be as powerful and it's going to be much quicker to do SEO on YouTube than, and you can do both. Mm. But while, so it's exactly like you said, you know, okay, you got, you got the, the goal and then you got the environment and all the, all the little players and everything. So it's exactly like, uh, like your book. Very good. Uh, I like this analogy. Mm. I might, uh, I might steal it from you. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all right. Oh, but I, I'm not writing the book, so I'm say, I'll say, I'll say, rendons à César ce qui lui appartient. Let's uh, give back to Caesar <laughs> what belongs to him. <laughs> but it's a very good. I like that example because I use the poker example a lot. We French SEOs play a lot of poker. Every Thursday we have a private poker tournament okay. on the private server and. Uh, uh, I'm really bad at poker. I'm so <laughs> bad. It's it's terrible. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I quite enjoy it. But, you know, if I play with anybody that's older than the age of about 10, they thrash me. No, the problem <laughs> with poker, if you got to play a lot. If you don't play a lot, it's uh, you, you lose the you lose the feeling like SEO, but it comes back. Yeah. OK, let's go back to our topical thing, because we're on the page level. Right. And I think yeah. people understood pretty much everybody understood that on the page not about keywords more about topics subjects or ideas concepts right and you gotta explore the explore the topic but around the page within the website in my opinion it's exactly the same thing who whomever what how, how the links are going from one page to another there's a semantic proximity or a semantic slide. I don't know how to translate it. Absolutely, and, and, and that that diagram you've got there of the of, of those links. Hold it up again. You know, I think that's absolutely uh, the way in which that's uh, that's we... a blog. But e-commerce would be the same with like several layers. Don't worry about the colors, but more the size of the dots. Yeah, uh, because that's a page rank plus semantic rank. So we go from there. To there. This is what Dixon and I do. This is what you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a typical blog structure, and you see that all the dots are very tiny. So yeah, what it, whatever comes around the page, what surrounds the page is exactly the same concept that on the page. Um, yeah, and I think we kind of do it uh, in slightly different ways within our different tools. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't want to, you know. I don't want to preempt, pre presume your tool, but I think the way that your your tool does it, you you build the site from from the ground up around that kind of that kind of idea. No, um, we can we can modify an existing website okay. too. Okay. Whereas uh, we're, all we what we're trying to do is we don't do it in the navigation in any way, shape, or form. As is trying to understand the concepts in the topics uh, within the text, so within the body, within the paragraphs. Um, and then uh, link those topics together. So you associate one page, the football page, with the concept of football. Uh, and then whenever you mention football in, in the rest of the website, it picks it up and it says, right, OK, we need to have an outbound link on that page to the football page. Now, this is kind of interesting because people always think about inbound links. But what you're doing then is you're also giving authority to the content that you've got. So you've got this outbound link that is citing what you're saying is the official source or the the respected source for that piece of information. So you've got a page on sports, for example, and then the sports page will have a section on football that will link to the main football page because um, that is that is um, backing up and giving a citation for whatever it is you're saying on this page over here. So I think people uh, links links have two two values. Of course, inbound links are saying 
if they're a good quality inbound link, they're saying this page is an authority on the subject that with which you know the person thinks through to. But it also does has some benefit for the um, for the outbound link yep. if you start linking to respected and authoritative um, content that backs up your argument, mm. not necessarily from an SEO point of view, but from a reader's point of view. Um, and and I, I'm going to go SEO point of view as well. But I think the, the reader is going to have a lot more faith in your content if you can back up your statements with authoritative facts. I, I, I'm going to go beyond. It's very good for SEO. It's not like huge signal. It's not as strong as like the title tag, right? But um, it is uh, it is very, outbound links are important. And where people could go wrong, at least if you speak French and you Googled up cocon semantic, uh, in English with semantic, I, I call my stuff like topical mesh because semantic cocoon doesn't, doesn't translate well. And there's this system of linking how the, the pages interlink themselves. And when, where people got it wrong is that this is just the, the backbone structure. But what's most important is who is linking to what and why. This because you could have the best structure in the world, if if the if the pages don't match, it doesn't matter how, how well the the structure is uh, is defined. And, and furthermore, I, I think the the key here, the key difference between our tools is that yours uh, can tackle any website it's just uh, s um s yeah. s uh, um how do you say sas or sas software software service yeah yeah sas yeah sas yeah, yeah. yeah. so using sas yeah. and it's for everything we could have done that but i decided to start with wordpress right yeah. Yeah. i just fix wordpress because wordpress if you install wordpress by default or even if you tweak it a little bit it's going to be bad just in my opinion i use the I use the pages and not the post because I don't want this date thing to to rank the the yeah. content, and I got this this plugin who is gonna help you from researching the topics to uh, help you write the content, and well you you look at the video, but it's uh, different from your tool in the way that we, I just take care of WordPress for now, and mm -hmm. you take care yeah, of yeah. everything. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So I can go in WordPress, but it's not. You know, it can go. Yeah. It's just. And the, the difference because the <laughs> we're not the only ones to to uh, to do it do this. But um, the French have been on it since 2013, mm. when mm. I did this famous public talk when I introduced that concept, and developers jump on the one wagon. So now we got dozens of tools, and I'm not saying that the Brits or the Americans are, are not smart enough to do it, but we are way ahead of the game. The, the, we were the first to do this kind of, of uh, crawling. Before that, it was in Java with that tool called uh, Jeffy or Jeffy. If you wanted to map out the website. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we yeah, were the yeah. first to do this. Now Screaming Frog, Screaming Frog does uh, something similar and so on. But that was a breakthrough but be before... Um, if you want to look at French SEO, FrenchTouchSEO.com, I got all the the tools that I of my friends and and I, but it's um, it's not that complicated, and every single tool, yours, mine, and the others, are there to help you find the word to put on the page and the pages uh, around the page. But 
not all of them are advanced in a way that some of them look at the past. I got a yeah. tool where you you display uh, 100 results on Google, right? And you copy the entire SERP. You copy everything and you throw it into the tool. Yeah. So it's going to tell, oh, that page is like 100% optimized. And it, it can even guess what is the, what is, because you got a lot of little elements in the, in the, in the search engine result page. Yeah. A lot of very interesting, uh, again, smell the SERP is the key. So this kind of tool look at the past and the present. What does Google have? Mm-hmm. And my tool and a couple more look at the future. What does Google want? Mm. Because, for example, the easy example, you are an e-commerce website. You want to sell, uh, I always take camera, for example, an example, but uh, let's take a dishwasher, right? You want to sell a dishwasher. Yep. And you are number 12. The 11 in front of you are also selling dishwasher. Every, like, the first 2000 results are just signal. The signal behind the page is e-commerce. Yeah. Is that what Google wants? Does he want like every single result to be the same? It doesn't matter if it's you or, or, or Amazon or whatever. They're all selling, doing the same thing. And in my opinion, I think Google wants different type of results. If you look at the, the best example, uh, uh, if you look at the six nation tournaments, you're going to have knowledge graph, you're going to have the answers, you're going to have social news, video. Yoga. That's what uh, this big Christmas tree, that's mm-hmm. what Google wants. At least we know the ultimate goal of Google to have this Christmas tree of uh, search engine result page. So if you give Google what it wants in the future instead of what it has at the, at the current time that's really really advanced as you <laughs> so how you how do you work out what google wants in the future well you, you use your tool or mine <laughs> yeah. so, no, no I, I it's think, uh, yeah i mean I, so, so we have that um we do have this ability to uh so we, we find all the topics and things that all the all the people are talking about and then we throw in new topics that are um semantically close that are not yet talked about so you can expand on the topic and stuff exactly um, that's, I don't know that, that's, uh, that's that's about the future that's not about the the past right it's about making it better than it than yeah. anything that's there at the moment yeah that's is trying to do that but it's uh i don't know how many of our customers or users are actually using the full power of the tool you know um, <laughs> well from a very practical and to go back to my multimedia right my ranking videos and text and images and so on if you look at the search engine result page you know compared to to a sport type of result page where there's everything and you know that's where google wants to go so what is it missing and some sometimes it's easy to take the e-commerce example but i have some example where it's already full of encyclopedia type evergreen content so maybe yeah. that's not the signal i would advise to to um to send what is google missing i i don't want to play down the, the that skill because uh, maybe it's easier today because of the tools because uh, of, of this type of podcast but i spend like over 10,000 15,000 hours to understand that you know mm-hmm. and my friends who 
did that as well. We spent a lot of time staring at those results. Back then, it was easier, you know, because at, at three o'clock in the morning, our time, all the data centers were were moving around and we're looking and then it was uh, for, for the next day. All. <laughs> so, so it was a, a little bit easier to experiment back then, but um, you just got to practice. And the good thing is you just have to practice for your own website, for your own topics. I had to practice in general for, for every, mm -hmm. any kind of, uh, so it might be easier for you, but if you, it's like, it's like in photography and, and, uh, you got to stop calling Malika a Pentax. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, why, what does it make a difference? The single thing that makes a difference between a good photographer and a bad or an average is not about the camera. It's not about anything. It's about how you can see what other people can't see. When I, when I look at something, I see shapes, I see triangles, I see elements in relations to another. I don't see the Eiffel Tower. I see, you see, I, I see a triangle. Yeah. Um, it's the same here. It's all in front of you. You just don't yeah. know how to look. You, you don't know how to look. If you learn how to look, it's not a talent. I was not born. I learned just by staring at the damn thing and trying to figure out why did he put that one number one? And sometimes it's not, I have a good example with electronic uh, cigarettes, right? The first one, everybody's like, oh, I, I have better backlinks. I have uh, good content as well. Yeah, but go into Google Trends, type in the name of the website, and you see that they did a lot of branding. Mm -hmm. It's like that, mm -hmm. meaning that the, um, uh, they, they, they worked on establishing a brand and that's the single difference between them and the others. So it's not about looking at the backlinks in Majestic or, or, mm -hmm. or analyzing the content. It was about the brand. So it also has to go beyond just basic SEO. Um, smell the yep. SERP. <laughs> okay, so we've been, uh, we've been at this for well over an hour now. And I think uh, maybe it's time to come back to your, uh, your big <laughs> secret and start talking yep. about off-page and stuff. Uh, and... Uh, uh, and round things up, you know, uh, off page is clearly something that, you know, is harder for people to, or a lot of people find it harder to do, you know, off page and, uh, off pages, you know, I suppose getting links and stuff, Well, we didn't talk about technical, some of the technical stuff either, actually. I but, don't think uh, it's that important. That's the, the thing. I mean, the, the way you link that, the yeah, pages the is, more... is where you can listen to the Google guidelines. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if it, it, let's put it this way. If you don't have any bad, really like bad thing that gonna prevent your website to be accessible by search engines, yeah, you need an audit. But um, I don't recommend investing investing too much in the the technical part because what what happens is if your content uh, is I'm not gonna say bad, but it's weak, right? It's uh, it's uh, thin. Thin content, mm -hmm. not not saying bad content, but just not that much, very close to the other content or just thin content. Well, you can structure your site all you want. You can fix all the little SEO thing all you want. It's still going to be thin content. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. But I do think there's uh, some value into making sure that your, your site is fast, that it can be... Uh, yeah. Uh, seen quickly from wherever you are in the world, and and that includes all the little bits of JavaScript that you're pulling in as you as yeah, you. Yeah, but that, that, that just gives you the right to play the game. 
the the image the analogy True. I use is yeah, yeah. you you are you are playing like a a game of uh, of football in the bar, right? Yeah. You put the that's the technical part part is just you put the coin in the machine. Yeah. yeah then yeah, you got to play the game, and the game yeah. is with content and links. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's how okay, I see the technical so part. Let's talk about links then. Let's talk about links. Let's well, about... you got all the usual, uh, and you say you said like a really bad word called PBN. <laughs> I yeah, I see. Yes, Public blog network. Pro, private private blog. Pri network. Private yeah. blog network. The problem well, I have with that network. is blog, anyway. because you gotta be a little smarter than, or at least less dumb than the other ones. You. I enter a, a website on Majestic, right? I don't even need to click on the links. Just by looking at the domain names, they are expired. If I click, they all look like some bad SEO wannabe type of blog with no value whatsoever. So my only recommendation and what I do is to build real websites and and no i'm not saying about ambitious blogs i hate blogs because you gotta you gotta but you gotta be creative and and you you can be have a uh, an example of a website comment cuire enough how to cook an egg dot fr uh comment cuire enough dot okay. fr to to show people how i would do uh, a website from a network and if you look at it it looks like a real website it only has four or five pages my my advice is if you build something that you are proud enough to show you to your mom can you show that piece of content to your mom can you show that website to your mom then it's good enough unless Without, you're in the porn industry yeah the <laughs> the, the, the the mom uh, <laughs> the mom uh, threshold like is it good enough for my mom and let's say you want to build one website a week html no wordpress no nothing you build good old html pages because from a security point of view it's much safer and that's where you keep on doing this topical thing right uh, and and around the website you're going to build a networks of website but not so many not so many but they are smart they are continuity continuity of, of the the principle that we explain on the page around the page and around the website but the only difference between what i do and what the others do is that the website that i built look like real website and some of them can really bring value uh, i call that the trojan horse so the trojan horse strategy is you build the website designed to get links even from your competition. Mm -hmm. Be useful. For example, uh, every year I'm sure in England you get that e-commerce report by some kind of official organism, no, no. right? Yep. Uh, let's say in your industry, you get that official report, the industry report that comes out every uh, January of every year. Yeah. So what you do is you're going to build not a competitive report, a supplemental report something that's going to add to that official report right and you're going to launch it the exact same day that the official report and you're going to the journalist if it's a good journalist he can't talk about one source it is at least three and nowadays more likely so you're helpful right mm -hmm. and and you're not going against the official thing you're going around um that website it, it's not going to be hosted on your website 
it's a, a different website yeah. everybody's going to link to it the press competition and guess what that website is going to link back to you mm -hmm. uh, i do it in a six i can you can do it in a sneaky way with, with hidden 301 redirect blah blah or you can just uh put a web a link wherever you want uh and that way you you you, you build a website designed to get links because the problem, especially with e-commerce websites, they want links, but they're not giving any and they're not designed to, to we spoke about outbound links. And this, the, and, and that approach is, allows you to also do more black hat stuff because if you're getting black hat links, you don't get black hat links directly to your main website. You get your black hat links to an experimental one of those kind of sites that is linking through so that if that site gets burnt you can just take yep. that link with that 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 site down and your any any uh, fallout on your own site is is minimized as a result of that two things once you start okay you got that that what i call the trojan horse and you can go on to black hat world and buy automated links but buy links towards the links People yeah. are going to buy what's called Blast, but they forget to buy a Blast to Blast the Blast, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That's very important. And second, if you get caught, yeah. all you got to do is say, oh, sorry, Google, uh, I hired some SEO. Uh, I don't know. I don't know shit. I just own the website, uh, but I told him and you removed everything. One click, everything is gone. Otherwise... If you put links here and there uh, between, we're going to do a podcast about the disavow file, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because in my opinion, if you remove the links or you just put the disavow, disavow file, is the difference between getting depenalized in days or in months. Mm -hmm. uh, so you get remove those links. So if you go around the web and remove all the links you bought or you, you all the, the blogs you spammed and the forums and stuff good luck if it's your own network and i'm not saying you should have only your network but uh it's um again if you don't want to buy links or build links uh, we spoke about that you gotta be so good at content mm -hmm. you gotta mm -hmm. be the best you gotta be a dixon jones at content that Which is my approach. I mean, my, my, I'm not saying that my content is particularly brilliant. I'm not, but you know, but I do think that that trying to be the best at the content is is that is my number one approach. Trying to to be, whether it's me or whether it's a client or whether it's a product, you know, uh, I think that's that's the long term game. Um, the the short term game of of, of creating uh, a link network uh, is problematic because it doesn't necessarily build your brand up. Um, uh, unless there's real, I'm not saying it does. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so so I, I I think link building that doesn't help towards building the brand is a short term gain. But I've been saying that for about twenty years, and it's still happening. So it's still working. So you know, I, there's got to be a point again, which I'm, I'm into both worlds, right? Uh, I'm into no bullshit SEO, and uh, I leave it up to people to decide. I give I give both sides. And mm. I'm the example, you are the example that great content does gather links. I never built one single link towards my uh, blog and you didn't as well. And we got tunnels. So it works. Of course it works. 
But I understand also, and I have clients who, who have both strategies, right? They have uh, like a, a white horse type, uh, type of, uh, type of uh, website. And then yeah. uh, I can give you several tricks to do what's called a short term on, a, on an event, right? You want, you want to rank for the sales. You want to rank for the World Cup. You want to rank for something that's about like three month maximum yeah. period. Then yeah. you can have a short term uh, strategy. And also, what do you do when all the other ones are buying links? All the other ones are, are buying PBN. All the other ones. Some right, of content. those uh, <laughs> keywords, if um, unless you are, again, tremendously good at content, well, then uh, it's going to, especially if you want to rank your, the, the same, like we spoke before, right? You, you got the dishwasher page and, and all the other one of dishwashers and they've been there way before you and they are way more powerful than you. What do you do? Yep. Yep. Uh, so the, the problem with links, I don't think it's about uh, cheating. It's about knowing what to do if you get caught. And in case of a private network, but again, you minimize the chance to get cut if you are not as bad as the other ones. You just need to be a little, use your head and maybe go a little slower. If you build one website a week, that's 50 websites at the end uh, of the year. That's a slow pace. And 50 domains, if you get like maybe like 300 domains, but at least you have control over those 50. <laughs> so even if I understand, even if I applied for myself the straight, same strategy than you, I also, like I said again, I also know the the other side, and some of my clients uh, they want they want that. So I can't. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not here to judge. It's not illegal, and the Google guidelines good for them, but it's not my uh, my law. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think the other thing that we underestimate is. Um, the difference between a, a good link and a link. Yeah, uh, very important. A good link. I mean, I, I think everyone pretty much knows if you've got a if you if you've got an article on Wikipedia or a link from Wikipedia, that's a pretty hot link. I don't I don't care that it's no followed. It's gonna it's 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 baked into the algorithm pretty much. But forget forget Wikipedia for a second. Although that's you know that's great. But if you've got a um, a really good link i think that's the same as a million average links uh, uh, you know it's it's and i and, and we've got the maths to prove it because we can sit there and see with citation flow um that 99% of all pages on the internet would have a flow metric trust flow of less than 1 and I, you know i don't know what the numbers are but it's probably probably more than that you know so 99 out of 100 pages a, a, a crap not only crap they're down at the bottom one percent in the score but much more of them there's uh, you know 99 percent of all the pages on the internet are right are, are, are that low in value so the amount of juice that you get from a link in there is is almost negligible and it goes up very very um uh, slowly at the start and very steeply at the, at the at the top so a page that's got trust flow of 50 or and let's call that a page rank of six or five or whatever. If you if you're still in the old you know green one to ten kind of things, you know a link from there, very very powerful 
if it's in the right place on the page, you know, and if there's not 2,000 other links mm. on the page. So when the directory's all got spammed out, um, uh, then then that was all about, you know, too many links on a page and, and directories um, not not being adding value to the uh, to the Internet. But a little bit of content on a good page with one link sitting there in context from a contextually relevant site to, to yours shows a huge amount of trust in the in the the respected web page has in your content. And that that is worth a million other links. Problem is that today, if um, the website is displaying ads, if it's press, you can buy. You got two options. Great content that a journalist is going to pick up or you buy the link. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about buying links and how Google was very smart to fight this. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Google, but uh, no spoiler. It's uh, I didn't think they were going to be that smart, but no spoiler about how to buy links. Uh, it's for another episode. But honestly, uh, I can't be like a Teletubbies SEO anymore because my clients come to me for very, very high level keywords, very with very ambitions, with a lot of mission. And, and sometimes uh, you got to do both, right? You got to, you can't, you can't just rely on the good old, um, good content is going to get links you got and everybody else is buying the same links than you uh, you got to find some way to 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 make it better so to go back to our way to do it to go back to this if everybody else on the linking area is buying is cheating the difference might be here because mm -hmm. we did a podcast links are links within the website if you are smart in the way you do the linking inside, that might be the only advantage you need. And I've seen it with my clients on crazy, crazy keywords like like plumber Paris, right? Like yeah. like a, like a not dishwasher, but um, air conditioning or stuff. I mean, that's pretty crazy mm -hmm. credit mm -hmm. stuff. Like the the biggest keywords you can think of. The only difference because everybody else on the backlink side was doing all the same stuff, right? The only difference was there. The content was not that great. The, everybody has the same kind of, you know, 2000 word uh, content that you, you buy offshore. That's the way they, they link the pages that did everything. So maybe, yeah, yeah. go deeper into what we call the semantic search, topical SEO. Uh, I call it the topical mesh, but whatever it is, topical yeah, SEO topical entity. Mesh, every time I try and, because I translate a lot of stuff in French into English using Deeple, um, and because uh, Fred writes stuff in French and I have to translate it into English and, and stuff. And this mesh word keeps on coming up in translations. You know, it's not a word, it's not a word that we use in English very much. Uh, yeah, um, maybe maybe because I was educated in uh, in the U.S., so I think mesh is more like American than than British. I think. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I just haven't heard it very much in in context to to SEO. No, no. It's, besides me, I don't think nobody ever used it. But just, uh, just a my <laughs> my idea with the cocoon is that you have something alive, precious inside, and around you have this cocoon of of links, you know, of pages that protects whatever is precious and alive 
inside yeah. and it's going to help it uh, become a butterfly. That was the idea behind the cocoon in French, but semantic cocoon, cocoon semantic, I don't think it, it doesn't work in English. Uh, and like, uh, like I said, I, I like uh, in another podcast, I like the word topical better than semantic. So I, I use a slightly different analogy to the cocoon one. Um, for for I, I've got a I still own the website marketingtowers.com. It's not a website, but it's a domain, and I want to write a book on it. And I and I want to see uh, internet marketing uh, in in the form of a in the form of a, a tower game. You know you know those games that you have like civilization and, uh, yeah. and things where you've got towers and and stuff, and it's a tower based war game. Uh, strategy game Come on and then, I think that uh, marketing marketing towers would, would, would be quite good so your your palace is your website and, and your you know where your commerce is done or it could be your shop really but anyway uh, but then you've got all these other you know you've got your email marketing you've got your uh, your videos and that stuff and they're all towers and you start buying content and buying buildings and stuff like that and and you're you're building this uh this uh, I don't know this battlefield to to play the game really and that's quite a good way. Oh, of I use I use the battlefield analogy a lot because remember this is this is a crawl of a website. Yeah, and each one of those you know uh, sections you know uh, is yeah is a, is a, is a page. Is a, is a part, yeah. But before doing this, it was a mind map, and mm. the mind map is a very real. Uh, you are general. And you got different type of. Uh, I'm not a specialist in military things, but uh, I believe the tanks are supposed to do something, and the planes, right? And yeah. same with your content. And on on the mind map, again, uh, it looks like a mind mapping tool, and there's a number uh, next to each nod: one, two, three, four. And that number means something very specific about what is the page supposed to do. Is it supposed to rank? Is it supposed to push a page that's supposed to rank? Is it uh, yeah. first level of commercial ambition? Second, three, four? Yeah, yeah, okay. Because the, the biggest mistake is doing what everybody does is uh, you publish like 300 pages, right? That strategy of the landing page, I guess, used to work, but it's basically flip a coin and it works less and less sometimes it works yeah sometimes yeah. it works but now most of the time it doesn't work as well anymore because you gotta be smarter do less less is more in and what we do less is more um, and you got a treasure within your website yep you got you got something that it's hidden and if you just modify what you have or you go from scratch, because sometimes, um, especially for e-commerce websites, they, 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 okay, you get to do content. So they open up a blog and they do some news. I don't do news. I don't do that. It's evergreen content that I want to build. I don't do blogging and I don't do news. Uh, so they got good ideas. And sometimes they did a guide, they did... Um, like a question and answer Q&A section and so on, but it's just not organized well. Everything is at the same level, right? It's like a, a, a pearl necklace and you put the pearl on top of one in another, which becomes this. Well, Dixon and I, we help you do this. <laughs> uh, that was a lot. You guys got to listen again to this podcast. We gave a lot <laughs> of stuff. 
I'm knackered now, though. I'm gonna. I'm exhausted now. Are yeah. we, are, 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 have we? Have we told them what we can for today? <laughs> I, I'm starting to sweat. I gave. Uh, <laughs> we spoke so much. No, we. Uh, the problem is we spoke about so many things that behind some of the phrases you said or I said, I can understand everything that's behind the sentence, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll go more into details. And again, uh, I'll put the links to, to our respective videos of tools and, and YouTube channels where, where you can get more, more info about the specifics and the screen share and so on. But uh, yeah, the, um, uh, what, why we call it advanced SEO is because um, you get it. You get that it's not about keywords anymore, but how do you apply it for real? How do you put it? Uh, how do you do it? You know, and again, most of the people understood it's on the page, a lot mm -hmm. less understood that it's also around the page mm -hmm. and it's also around the site. It's all this who is in relation to what and why is the only thing. If you understand everything that's behind this sentence, who is in relation to what and why? There's nothing else Good to say. Yeah. Okay. So we can end it there. Thanks very much for watching, guys. <laughs>